This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So it's an important uh, day today. Well, at least another important case uh, comes before the Constitutional Court today. Um, they expected the court is expected to hear arguments uh, from an in an application for from the Independent Candidates Association of South Africa as well as One South Africa uh, Build One South Africa movement uh, on the constitutionality of the Electoral Amendment Act uh, that's on urgent, on an urgent basis that they are bringing the matter. On the 17th of April, uh, 2023, the President Cyril Ramaphosa signed the bill into law. Uh, now, just a few months ahead of the 2024 uh, elections, the constitutionality of the act will be put to the test. Uh, well, despite the significant milestone, the first applicant, that's the Independent Candidates Association of South Africa, contends that the amendments do not level the playing field as an independent must get more votes than a political party to get a seat in the National Assembly. Let's talk to Musiba Imani, who is the leader of Build One South Africa, joining us on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning and good morning to fellow South Africans. If you were to sum up, I mean, the most important part that uh, this in this act that you will be challenging in this uh, via this uh, application. I mean, uh, yes, of course, I've just mentioned the issue about uh, these um, the numbers and how skewed they are. I mean, how did that even come out in the, come up in the first place that you have this disparity? No, and uh, certainly when we raised the issue, I raised it with the IEC in person. I said to them, more than anything, if you say for an independent they need 90,000 votes as a threshold to mm. get a seat, a political party potentially even at 50,000, can end up with two seats as an outcome of proportional representation. Mm. When Judge Madlanga made the judgment, he said, we must restore the integrity of the electoral system to make sure that power is given back to the people. And then the ultimate issue is that people must be able to directly vote for people so that they can ensure that actually accountability is sought. And Parliament has A, failed, B, the presidency, having signed the matter into law, had also agreed that after four months, a committee would be established to look at the broader electoral reform issues. None of that has happened. Mm. So you can't even trust the bona fides of the process to say over a long period of time what is fair will be done. So I really believe this is a significant case to make sure that not only do we uphold the supreme principle of every vote counting and proportional representation, but ultimately rules must be fair for everybody mm, mm. right there's also i mean of course you, you mentioned that there were other issues that uh, you have with the electoral act which were meant to be uh, addressed um you know via you know the, this amendment to the bill um, but which were not how do those find expression now in the application that you're bringing well you know we'll continue to raise the issues about if you wanted actually a system that's fair then what they should have, in fact, done is apply uh, a constituency-based model. Mm. And we've got a demarcation board that was able to do that. Then then you don't have to deal with the secondary issues, which are about uh, the number of signatures you need to participate. Because at this point in time, for for a party, any new party that's coming on, on any new independent, they will need about 9,000 signatures just to participate. Now, 
you think the parties in parliament don't need any signatures, but the new ones have to get like 9,000. What invariably happens is that you have to then create a system where you've got to monitor where the signatures are coming from. Whereas, and it will be true for independence also. Now, if you'd had a constituency-based model, you would then be able to say, no, in this community, these are how many signatures mm. you need, which would be far less mm. than the 9,000, and it would make the electoral system competitive. So the fundamentals are here, if you live in Joburg, and Charlotte McLeaker bends down, and you need a member of parliament to speak to, mm. surely you should be able to know who that is, mm. when are they going to get it repaired, and ultimately, who, who, how are they going to represent you in parliament? At this stage in time, even though parliament allocates funds for constituencies, actually, the work is done for party politics rather than the people. And finally, how do you then, or at least what will you be asking the court in, the ter- in terms of... Uh, uh, what happens if they need, they do agree with your argument that the, the, the bill is still flawed and is unconstitutional? Uh, when it comes to implementing whatever further amendments would be required, would there be enough time for that to happen in time for next year's election? Well, certainly. And I think now, given that this is a second round, we asked, we'd won in the Constitutional Court before. Now we're asking them to write into law because Parliament is failing to do its job. And furthermore, we are also asking them to say, to give guidance as to how the votes can be counted to make it fair. Otherwise, you you run the ultimate risk of saying, fine, let's proceed with elections because we've got a date set. And then uh, the results be challenged. It'll be the same. Zimbabwe will, will be repeated here in South Africa. Okay, we will certainly be following those proceedings in court today. Thank you very much, uh, Musi Maimani. I appreciate your time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. That's the leader of Build One South Africa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.